you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. You're listening to The Flock on Fox 45 Podcast. Presented by Sports Unlimited with your hosts, Morgan Adsit and Rocco DeSangro. Your Baltimore Ravens breakdown of week 14 begins now. Welcome, welcome, welcome into another episode of The Flock on Fox 45. I'm Rocco. We got Jaffe. We got Alex Parker. We got the trio. We're talking Steelers versus Ravens football. Baltimore with a big win in enemy territory, snapping a Pittsburgh four-game winning streak in this rivalry in the process. 16-14 the final score. And they did it not without Lamar Jackson finishing the game because he was inactive, not without Tyler Huntley finishing the game because he got concussed in the game, but with Anthony Brown, an undrafted rookie free agent quarterback out of the University of Oregon. I think I'm saying that right. The University of Oregon, not Oregon University. You're right. All right. Someone will check me on it if I'm not. He's from Oregon. Nonetheless. Quack. Yeah, quack. There you go. The quack attack is back. So they finished the game with Anthony Brown, and it was... I mean, great moment for for a rookie to come in there and, and play mistake-free football. He didn't turn heads with anything he did, but to do that and get the win in enemy territory and be the team that's in victory formation at the end, that's exactly what this team wanted to do. And a bunch of these guys at the beginning of the week, they said, you're not a Raven unless you beat the Steelers. And a lot of guys became Ravens on this day. So big win for them. It was very nice to have a lead when you're bringing in your backup to the backup. And running the ball as well as they had because, my goodness, if they had to rely on Brown to do what happened last week against the Broncos, I don't know if they're able to pull that off. Good point. Uh, it is remarkable. We sat here a week ago and it was like, do you think they could go to Pittsburgh and win with Huntley? Well, we're going to be doing the same thing this week. Do we think they can go to Cleveland and win if... Yeah, potentially. It's Brown. Yep. If it's Brown. But honestly, a couple guys afterwards, we heard the press conference, were asked, and I don't know who did the asking because I wasn't physically there, but somebody said something like, how many teams in the National Fo- Football League can be down to their third quarterback on the road and win a game? And I don't know that that answer isn't one. Honestly, I don't know enough about the other 31. Here's what I know. This team, when they run the ball and they play defense – and they do it their way, in their Ravens fashion. I'd never heard that before, but a couple guys in the postgame talked about Ravens fashion. They did this again. I think it's nuts. I mean, I think, yeah. it's, I think it's kind of amazing. I'll tell you this. You, you said that question about how many teams can do that. Well, one's doing it right now, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. Good point. But, the, but, but that's the only team I can think of. Great point. Top of my I head. mean, you could say Washington's been doing it all year. I mean, Taylor <laughs> Heineke. He's their second. But he's like, not their third. He is, but he wasn't. I right? can't this help year it. two of can't help the it. third string quarterback. San Fran is a great call. Yeah. This guy didn't figure into anything two weeks ago, mm-hmm. four months ago. You know, San Fran's a great call. Washington, that guy's the but backup right, quarterback. Like, I think he's taking classes when he gets the call. Cowboys. He, that, guy, get it, yeah. that guy was the backup quarterback. Yeah, this true. is the backup to the backup. I know, man. It and is on wild. the road. 
and on, on the, the road, road. It is right. wild. against an arch rival. Yep. A team that is desperate. They're five and seven. Pittsburgh, you know darn right. Mike Tomlin always said, we ain't done yet, fellas. I'm just going to guess he said, we ain't done yet. If we get to six and seven, who knows? They didn't get to six and seven against a third-string quarterback. And then you had Baker in two days, you know, yeah, lead a comeback. for the. This I got is, you. Th- this is the year of running games. Quarterback. And, not just that, but running games and defense mattering again. And I'm telling you, if the Ravens can run the ball like they did on Sunday – Great things for this offense going forward. Obviously, a lot they need to touch up, but run game looked phenomenal, and they they were alive and well, and the reason why is because J.K. Dobbins, he said he's not in full shape yet, and he said he wants to get there, but the guy just went for 120 yards and a touchdown, a big 44-yard run. He's very upset that he got caught on that play, and I think it was Minka Fitzpatrick that, uh, that ran him down. So he's a little ticked off about that, but to come back, and to have your first 100-plus yard rushing game since January of 2021, that's pretty incredible. He's showing why they put so much draft capital in him and why he is the lead back. I don't yeah. think there's any question Gus Edwards is a great battering ram option to have to get that you know 10 to 15 touches a game, but I think it's quite clear why J.K. Dobbins is going to be in a run-heavy offense, someone you want to give the ball 15 to 20 times to. And it's one thing to run it. It's another thing to run it when the other team knows you're going to run it. And everybody in America knew that to win this game, no matter who the quarterback was, if it wasn't Lamar Jackson, which it obviously wasn't, even if it was Huntley, you know darn right the Steelers were thinking, I'm assuming, we're going to stop the run. We're going to make their quarterback beat us. Well, they didn't stop the run. And the last drive of the game, which John Harbaugh was sort of blushing. He was so excited about this. <laughs> you know, we remember great catches. We remember interceptions. Yep. We remember all this stuff. Big you hits. know what he wanted to talk about at worth after the game? He wanted to talk about a third and three. Run on third and, and three, And this is us man. against them. Yep. And everybody knows we're doing it. And if we get it, we win. And if we don't, we might not. And they got it. So not only are they running it. But they're running it when you know darn well the Cleveland Browns next week are going to come in saying, we got to stop the run. Yep. Well, stopping it and stopping it are two different things. When those two guys are healthy, J.K. and Gus, the sky's the limit for this offense. And you saw that case in point today. Gus, 13 carries, 66 yards. J.K., 15 carries, 120 yards, and a touchdown. They're really the one-two punch that this team is looking for and that they need and that they haven't been able to get because this is the first time that these two guys have been healthy together, not only all season, but since I, I believe it was January 16th, the divisional playoff game against the Bills. That was the last time these two guys were healthy. Now they're back on the field together, and, and I'm sure they're both fired up and they're talking about it. Gus Gus is a much he's a much quieter, more reserved guy. JK, he's he likes to talk, he likes to have fun. Um, but it's while their personalities differ and their run styles differ as well, it's the same goal for both guys out on the field, and that's that's to run over teams on, on you know offensively. You don't want to be in their way when they feel like they can't be stopped, and that that's where they were today. They were just running over people. It was it was pretty entertaining to watch for a, a quote boring game where you know you're not having big plays, you know, bombing it out. It, it was kind of fun to watch. Because for, I think, a lot of Ravens fans, this was finally the team living up to the identity you want as a Ravens fan. You Great defense and running the ball. This is how they won two Super Bowls. It wasn't slinging it around 40 times a game. Except oh. for the fact that the franchise quarterback 
wasn't out there. It's like, right. yeah, you envision this, <laughs> but who would think that they could do this without Lamar? And that is no slight to Lamar. And everybody listening no. knows how important he is to the team, to the city. But my goodness, they can win with running a defense. And I'm not going to say it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. They're probably not winning with Jaffe. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. If I could hand the ball off 40 times but it a game is throw it once. Jeff, yeah, I don't even know system, if that would hold the, even, hand the ball off. Like, ball off. No. It is remarkable that the system gets this done. <laughs> and part of that system is the defense. And this defense, they were like opportunistic. Oh, who gets three picks? All of them in the red zone. Be, be, Anyone against Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> <any of> those, <laughs> no, but honestly. Or Nathan Peterman. Final score was a two-point game. If any of those three possessions are, are field goals, then they may not win this game. So it takes it takes a village. It was running the ball. It was defense at the right time. And yeah, Calais Campbell's biggest freaking exactly. block. I mean, he's got how many career blocked kicks? Again, how, how does he keep three doing points. that? Three right. points. Harbaugh, called called by two. Harbaugh said he thinks he's not only a Hall of Famer, but he thinks he's a Hall of Fame ki- field goal field goal kick blocker it as well. Should be a specialty. Yeah. Honestly, in a little a little spot for the, the Hall of Devin Fame kickers. His hands are huge, man. He's like the Devin Hester of blocking kicks. Every every time I interview him, I'll, I'll shake his hand or you know give him a fist bump afterwards and say like you know, that, thank you for your time. Like I really appreciate it. And his his hand just covers mine up. Like it's I don't have like I don't think I have the smallest hands in the world. Like my hands aren't Kenny Pickett's. His hands are small, but like average size hands in Calais is just like. He's got some paws, man. But, I mean, you know it's a very bizarre specialty to have. Has there ever been anyone in the NFL who, you know, Harbaugh, you know, hey, hey, I need to go out and block a kick for me. He's like, got it, coach. I'd say the only one I can think of, like, notable kick blocks is, like, probably Cam Chancellor. It, I, I just – But not, like, not in the fashion that Calais does it. Yeah. With, uh, with I the rules, I don't even know how many Chancellor has in his career. Uh, but with the rules that you can't even go over the center, you have to kind of weave through them. Yeah. By the way, all right, we're we're oh, getting totally we're getting off, off topic, topic, guys. We just talked about we Ridic- talked about a field goal hits. kick. We talked about defense. But let's that's give what, credit where credit's due in the run game and the offensive line. Without Kevin Zeitler, who's having a fantastic season, the Ravens got it done on the ground. All right, now since we pumped the brakes, now we can talk defense. Three interceptions on the day. Marcus Peters, Patrick Queen, Roquan Smith. I think that Patrick Queen, I mean, I don't think this. He was having a great season already. But having a guy like Roquan Smith now next to him, next to him in the locker, next to him on the field, they're, they're, you know, college rivals, LSU and Georgia, SEC teams that don't really like each other. I think it's making Patrick Queen a better player, and he's playing at a fantastic level because Patrick Queen's thing before was uh, you throw the ball Patrick Queen's way, he has brick hands. Can't catch the ball. He's not going to pick me off. Now, and he, John Harbaugh touched on this afterwards. He kind of put that to bed. He's like, after he, inter- after he made that interception, Patrick Queen went in the locker room and said, I'm done with everyone saying I can't catch. I don't know if that's the exact quote, but I get it. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I can catch the ball, man, and I just did today. Case in point. Queen, Roquan, Marcus Williams, who just got activated from IR and was tied for 10th in interceptions with only playing five games entering this one. Now I believe he's he's tied for fourth, or he's top five in interceptions. That's pretty incredible. So defensively, not the best game. Turnover-wise, it was great. Um, and, and we, we got to give credit where credit is due with that, but you can't allow that touchdown late like they did. 
Well, can we talk? Up, can we talk about that? Yeah, it was awfully quick. But you are up nine. You being the Ravens, they're up nine. Eight would be a different story. Six would be a different story. But I think sometimes teams sort of play prevent. Like, oh, let's let them eat clock, and we got two possession. They got to score twice, and blah blah blah. And then sometimes the other team scores in a jiffy. Obviously, they did. Ultimately, it was a moot point when the Ravens ran the ball sort of down their throats and then converted that third and three to seal the game. And Marlon Humphrey tweeted about his shortcomings defensively. You know, he's one of the most honest players on the team. He is, and I like that about him. And he went online, and the first thing he did wasn't, hey, we beat Pittsburgh. It's, boy, I was terrible today. You know, I could have let the team down if we didn't have, you know, if nobody else picked me up. And, you know, that that just shows that this this defense right now is full of leadership, and and I feel like, Going back to the linebackers, Roquan Smith might have been that final piece to the puzzle. He's so good. To bring, I mean, and right now with Patrick Queen, I can't think of a better linebacking duo in the league right now all around what they can They're do. They're a great one-two punch, I'll tell you that. And Humphrey, to his credit, he's been having a really great season. Uh, he could potentially be an all-pro. His stats really speak for themselves. Um, what he's doing in coverage when – He's playing man against someone. It's it's pretty solid. Today, George Pickens got the best of him a few times. Uh, he got burned a few times, plain and simple, but he owned up to it. He's a great player, and that's not going to happen too often if you're Marlon Humphrey. The talent level he plays at and how good he really is. So good for him on owning that. Um, good for the Ravens on – I mean, they gave up. A touchdown in 49 seconds it was it was five plays 75 yards in 49 seconds that's that's kind of unacceptable I don't care if you're up nine I don't care if you're up 10 I don't care if you're up 20 just that that can't happen so that end of game lockdown defense you, you can't play as well as they did for you know 45 minutes and then or, or even 55 minutes and in the last five minutes of the game you just kind of Give up a touchdown. Well, they have stretches like this. It seems like every game where the defense either falls asleep or there's a miscommunication somewhere, they still haven't sorted out. Now, as bad as Mitch Trubisky can be, you probably have one of you have a veteran going up against a prevent defense, knowing the situation as well as the as Alex was saying, knowing the situation that the Ravens defense was saying or playing, so it was ripe to be picked apart in that moment. And I think that's more of a coaching adjustment going forward if they want to stay aggressive and getting after the quarterback. But I think this was a, hey, we're running the ball so well, it doesn't matter. If we get the ball back, it's game over. We're getting a first down. Timeouts are burned. And I think that was the situational football they were playing. What will be interesting, and not only will it be interesting, it will be paramount is what they do against good teams and good offenses. Yeah. They're going to the playoffs. We're not breaking any news here. Okay, they're going. I mean, they're statistically, they haven't clinched it yet, but it's like a 97% chance they're going somehow, some way. We've talked about the schedule and how sort of soft, quote-unquote, it looks in Denver and the Panthers and even today. I mean, Pittsburgh, they were on their backup quarterback. Not that Kenny Pickett is some, you know, whatever. But Pittsburgh, when you have two quarterbacks, that means you don't have any. Okay, yeah. and Pittsburgh has two, and neither one's great. And maybe the one young guy will be great in five years, but he's not great now, and today he didn't play. 
Well, what will happen when they play Joe Burrow the final week of the season? What will happen if they have to play Buffalo or Kansas City or Miami? All of this feels like tune-ups. They're going to the playoffs. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. They're going. Now, will Lamar be back for the playoffs? Who knows? But what will really be interesting and paramount, as I said, is what the heck is going to happen when they've got a real professional outfit on the other side of the ball. That's, yeah, man. But you play who's in front of you. That's, that's what and I'm today saying Today they played Pittsburgh they, and they beat them. Pittsburgh had really good field position on two of those picks with, with Smith's pick and then with Patrick Queen's pick. There's not too many quarterbacks in the league that are going to that are gonna make those mistakes and throw those interceptions. I mean, Queen's was different because Queen got up there for that. And that's like, you don't expect Patrick Queen to kind of jump off the trampoline and, and get up. But like, is, is he, he made a, next backup a tight phenomenal end? like quarterback. One, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> is he going to be their next backup tight end? I mean, the way he went <laughs> he, up over the middle. He could. That was no. That was super athletic, and he showed he was a different Patrick Queen than we've seen in the past. So um, that that was awesome. But multiple times, Pittsburgh had fantastic field position, and that's if if you're playing a Josh Allen, if you're playing a Patrick Mahomes, if you're playing some of the top teams with the top quarterbacks in the league. 95% of the time, I'm just making up a number here, but, I'm, you know, they're not going to make that mistake there, and that's going to end up with, with three or six. And luckily for the Ravens, it didn't end up with any. So big defensive stops for them. We'll find out a lot this Saturday, I think, against the Browns. Deshaun Watson, you know, he's a wild card coming back, but right now his preseason's over. Yeah. He's now in a routine. He's gotten two games down. But it's not just him. Now you have a quarterback in his routine – with one of the best wide receivers in the game, a comparable running game to the Ravens right now, maybe better. Um, but this will be a real test whether the Ravens win or lose. Now on the bright side with all these, I don't want to say bright side, but one of the pluses with all the injuries, the Ravens really do as a coaching staff have to take it one game at a time. They one can't. Day you know what's kind of you know what's This team won't get caught looking ahead because they don't have the personnel to coast. Guys, you know what's insane? Like this team, it hasn't been fully healthy all season long. And I'm talking about the key guys. I'm not talking about rookies like Ajabo coming. You know that haven't played a game yet, or, or Charlie Kohler, or guys like that. No, you know, no offense to them. I'm talking. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Lamar Jackson offensively all out there at the same time. Wide receiver. Rashad Bateman, done for the year. It's like everyone wants to knock the offense and talk about the play calling and talk about the execution. And, you know, we, we do it all the time. But sometimes you have to sit back and look big picture. They're winning games without their number one wide receiver. They brought in 36-year-old Deshaun Jackson. They were, they're winning games without both of the running backs healthy, finally they get J.K. and Gus healthy, and they pound the ball down Pittsburgh's throat, and they win the game. So this is a team that it's faced a lot of challenges, or, and I know you know people don't want to hear that. Fans, they're like, we want to win regardless. I get that. I'm a fan of a team, and I, I, want, <laughs> I want them to win regardless. It's like that's, that's the fan mentality. But you have to sit back and be patient with this team at times. This isn't like a fully healthy Ravens football team. And John Harbaugh, the front office, and this coaching staff is having to kind of fill in the holes as they go. Ronnie Stanley as well. So it's like you got to show some patience. They're 9-4 and four right now without mm. some of these. That's 
That's crazy. They're on man. their third if, if quarterback. I told, if I told you that with without Lamar for a game, um, without Rashad Bateman, without J.K. Dobbins for the majority of the season, that the Ravens and, and Marcus Williams, five years, seventy million or seventy-five million dollar contract for the majority of the season, they were gonna be nine and four. You'd probably look at me like I had three heads. Yeah. It's remarkable. And it really does speak to John Harbaugh and the He's organization. A great coach, man. You know, and coach. it's not like their starting quarterback is sort of an average starting quarterback. Like, no. yeah, they're on their third quarterback, but their starting quarterback is, I don't want to offend anybody, but name, quarter, name quarterback here that, that is a bottom third quarterback but still a starter. It's Lamar Jackson we're talking about. I just, okay, and then he goes out and Huntley comes in. They win the game. He goes out. They're at Pittsburgh. This is Pittsburgh Super Bowl. It's real, it's just they like, wouldn't admit like this castle, now. Man. This yeah. is their Super Bowl. And the Ravens went in there and, and took it to them with their third-string quarterback, who nobody on earth thought would be playing and contributing. It is remarkable. It was, I think, each team, at the <laughs> I'm sure maybe Harbaugh would love this, I think in the second half only had, what was it, three or four possessions a quarter. There, was there wasn't a lot of offense. Dude, it was smash-mouth, old-school Steelers-Ravens football. At, at times you saw that. Maybe not the whole game. Like, Ray Lewis is never going to step on the football field again. Neither is Troy Palomalu. Neither is Big Ben. Neither, you know, but we're not going to see that football anymore from those guys because it's a different era. But why can't we see the football that we did today? Low scoring, smash mouth. Offense is going to try to run right at you. Defense is going to hit you in the mouth kind of football. It lacked the traditional star power. That you would expect I mean, out of a yeah, big rivalry Anthony game. Anthony Brown versus Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. No offense to Anthony Brown. I'm just saying. He's get your, free, free agent. Get your tickets now. Yeah, yeah the, but the only player that I think anyone universally who's a casual football fan would know is Roquan Smith, and he came to play. Yeah. I mean, he wrecked the game. He wrecked the game for the Steelers. It was, Shively would like that because he always uses the game wrecker term. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this is like he was a game wrecker. Uses it three he's times a podcast. So it's a uh, it's a good one, and he's not even here to appreciate that. So the Ravens players were saying this week in the locker room, "You're not a Raven until you beat the Steelers," and it's something that Terrell Suggs has said in the past. So they they took that message. They were they, and they they took it personally because Patrick Queen. He hadn't beaten the Steelers in his entire career. 0-4. Calais Campbell hadn't beaten the Steelers as a member of the Ravens. I don't know about his whole career. I'm sure he's beaten the Steelers with the cards of the Jags, but definitely not with the Ravens. So these guys were all about that. Roquan Smith playing in his first Baltimore-Pittsburgh rivalry, and it was so cool to see that mentality this week. You're not a Raven until you beat the Steelers. And they proved that, hey, not only the three guys that we talked to that said that, they all made big plays. Smith, interception. Queen, interception. Calais blocked field goal. Big plays when it counted. If you, if you don't think they took this personally, not beating Pittsburgh in the last four tries, you're very wrong. Like, they could say it all they want. They did. It's really cool. I mean, because these are pro athletes. Yeah. They're making a lot of money. Okay, and some of the corny stuff, I think people think, yeah, come on. You're right, dude. They really did want this. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of neat. They're pro athletes. This is not Duke Carolina in basketball. Uh, you know, even Washington, and they hate Dallas. I don't know that it really – this does mean something, and I think it's cool that these guys who are pros and you think might be a little jaded and, yeah, it's the next game. And, no, no, this meant, this meant more. And they played like it. 
and they sure sounded like it afterwards. And had they lost, they would have sounded like that too. I think it's kind of cool that there's this organic, authentic rivalry that even these multi-multi-millionaires get wrapped up in, and there's nothing corny about it. There's only three or four of them in the game, rivalries like that yeah. in pro football. This one's this different. Is, this yeah. is one of them, though. right? That's what like you said. Washington-Dallas used to be that way. Green Bay-Chicago has lost its luster with how bad the Bears have been, but yep. Green Bay-Minnesota. This one's different. I, that's maybe three three of them. Maybe the the rest of the East Coast As you teams in the, the NFC. Constance. But it's the fact that the Ravens and Steelers have been playing for something ever since the Ravens got here that it's mattered. They're always pretty good. Both coaches have been here a long time. Lately, they've been very, very, very close games. I think about Washington-Dallas. The Washington coach has been there a few years. The Dallas guy has been there a couple years. Like It's not, you know, the Eagles guy's new. The Giants guy's new. But this rivalry, these two dudes who I think have the utmost respect for each other. And John Harbaugh's first comment when he came to the podium after the game Sunday was something to the effect of, what a football game. We have total respect for the rivalry and the opposition. And that's not coach speak. That is – it's really cool. Do they hate each other in between the lines? Yes. It's really cool. Do they respect each other off the field? Yes. There's no doubt about it. And both organizations, I think, are very similar. Oh, yeah. They they really are. They're top-notch. They don't go through coaches every two weeks. They don't deal with the drama. There's not a ton of drama. public drama. They're, they're they keep it. They try to keep it in house as much as possible. It pretty might be the most boring rivalry to talk about <laughs> because there really isn't that drama. They don't create those cool. you know, chalkboard comments. Yeah, and maybe that's what got the Steelers fired up for this game was that you're not a Raven until you beat the Steelers' comments because that's a pretty awful team they put out there. Right? That's this was their why Super Bowl. a third. String quarterback could come out yeah. and have an impact on a game. Got, guys, real quick before we go in this one. So, very short, not a very short turnaround. They get one less day. So, it's a Saturday kickoff against Cleveland on the road, 430. We don't know what the status of Tyler Huntley is going to be. He's got to go through tests with the concussion, and he's got to pass those tests to be able to play on the field on Saturday. If he can't go, do you have faith that the Ravens can win this football game with Anthony Brown because if you give him a week to prepare, I'm not saying he's going to put up flashy numbers, and I'm not saying he has to put up flashy numbers. But if he can play mistake-free football, I think the Ravens can win this game on Saturday if if he gets the start. I absolutely do. We One week ago, we had this exact same thought about Tyler Huntley. Can they do it? And it seems so daunting and – yeah, I absolutely do, and I don't think he has to play out of his mind. Frankly, I think the week of preparation may not help as much because I think sometimes the more you think of it, the worse it is. <laughs> yeah, and you can overthink it, and you can confuse yourself and make yourself nervous. On Sunday at Pittsburgh, he didn't have a chance to get nervous. Get in there, dude, on your own one-yard line. On your and own one-yard line. Yeah, that was it. the first pass of his NFL and career. And let's throw the ball he was complete great. it. He was so, great in preseason, but to come in – Hostile environment against first-team guys, not second- or third-string guys. You're playing against first-string guys I'm talking about. And to do that, I absolutely, that's, man, that's got to get, you know, your I, adrenaline's got to be going at that point. I absolutely think they have a great chance to win. In yeah. fact, I'll be surprised, no matter who plays quarterback, if they don't win. Uh, I mean, it's a tough one for me. Uh, the, How can this be tough, Jaffe? They run the ball. They play defense. 
because the Browns can put up numbers on offense. Okay. Today, I got you. Not so much, but even with Jacoby Brissett, they were moving the ball. I hear They've you. got a lot more firepower. They got more there. There, and I get a little bit more nervous about this Ravens team potentially getting into a shootout. And like I, I don't know if the, about Pittsburgh. Browns, hello, last we checked. <laughs> this team came from there. Uh, yeah. This will be their Super Bowl. It'll be Saturday at 4.30, a national audience. You know, this will be their chance. They ain't going anywhere else. This will be their Super Bowl. I'll, I'll just leave it as a count me as a solid I don't know. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Chaffee. Usually the, yeah, ans- usually know, the Chaffee. answer we get from you, Chaffee. I'm not so. going to be the one who says, no, they've got no chance. The Browns are a different Put level. Put your name on something, man. Come on. Ravens won the game. All right, if they so don't, good. I'll be surprised. I, I don't Same. think I, don't, I think the magic runs out okay. this week. Anyway. I would love to be surprised. Anyway, we'll cut that from the podcast. That stupid comment. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. No, we're going to re-rack that baby next week, <laughs> yes, depending we, on uh, how this thing I goes. Hope, I that's, hope that's so. That's what we're going to start the podcast so. with. Jaffe apologizing because he's a 1,000% wrong. Well, well, if he's the, right, then we'll, I'll apologize. If they win 7-6, am I still right? The Ravens? I mean, is that really you, winning? No, no, no. That's, no. I'm not no, saying no. Win is a win, to, man. I'm a win not is a win. saying in they're December, going to in lose. In December, a win is a win. In September, a win's a win. Yes, I agree. It's just, All right. I'm going to cut you off there, Jaffe. Thanks again for listening to this episode of The Flock on Fox 45. What, are we doing this again on, on Sunday? Saturday? Are you guys doing one on Saturday? We'll probably have to knock one out Saturday night. They might knock one out Saturday night. Yeah. All right. Or, or Sunday. Saturday or Sunday. We'll drop a brand new episode, so we appreciate you tuning in. Hope you tune in again next week. You've been listening to The Flock on Fox 45 Podcast, presented by Sports Unlimited. Stay up to date on the latest Ravens coverage. Check the Sports Unlimited tab on foxbaltimore.com.